You know, I have seen a few crazy, silly season scenarios involving the New Jersey Devils, including could the Devils possibly trade Nico Heizer for uh, Cole Caulfield? And I, I luckily I didn't have to do an episode about that because the New Jersey Devils ended up winning. Uh, but now it's just like I'm seeing rumors saying that Jesper Brock could possibly be on the move for the Devils. And look, I, as much as uh, I think it's ridiculous, it's still silly season. So why not give it a look see and just see what could potentially happen? I'll give you guys my opinion as to what could potentially happen if yes brought what were to be dealt at the trade deadline i don't think it's going to happen but still silly season is not meant to be taken seriously so we have a lot to discuss in this episode buckle up you're locked on devils your daily podcast on the new jersey devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hi this is bryce salvador and you're locked on devils trade matthews All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chalky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And I apologize for not posting an episode yesterday, but if you guys saw my Twitter page, I said that I was traveling. I had an early morning flight. Locked On Devils is on the go once again. This time we are in Sin City. I am in Las Vegas, Nevada. Really looking forward to just having fun in uh, Vegas because this is the first time I've been out west. I'm here for spring break. I'm here for a few days. Still trying to get accustomed to the time zone shifts. This is the first time that I've ever had to do something like this because now I am three hours behind. But like I said, um, I'm I'm really looking forward to the experience. And like I said, I apologize for not posting an episode yesterday. But like I said, Locked on Devils is on the go once again. And also pray for me because I am on hotel Wi-Fi. So hopefully nothing goes wrong. But uh, nonetheless, let's talk briefly about the New Jersey Devils' loss against the Columbus Blue Jackets because there's no reason to ruminate over something that happened a few days ago, really. But uh, I'll give you guys my overview opinion if you miss my locked on now so I think my main takeaway for uh, the Devils and and Blue Jackets game was just how awful the broadcast was. Once again, like, look, I'm not trying to uh, crap on Leah Huxtel. I'm not trying to, you know, uh, just say she doesn't belong in the sport. I'm not trying to say anything of that nature. I myself am a person of color trying to break into the sport of hockey. So, you know, I try to support anyone who is in a similar situation as to me. But, you know, giving my broadcasting opinion, she's just not a good broadcaster. And her voice is like nails on chalkboard, especially when she does a goal call. It's like too fast. Like my thing is, look, I talk fast too. As you guys know, I talk really fast in a majority of my episodes and it sometimes translates into my broadcast. But at the same time, uh, the one thing I've learned from my mentor, Ever Fitzhugh, who's the play-by-play announcer for the Seattle Kraken's radio feed is that when you're doing like a goal call, those are some of the most important calls. So slow it down a little bit because sometimes while I'm listening to the Seattle Kraken on the radio and they and the Kraken score a goal, you know, Ever Fitzhugh does his goal call despite the foghorn happening just moments ago. So the one thing I have to say for Leah Huxtel, and this is just constructive criticism, is just slow down a little bit. Like it just seems like she's trying to jam three sentences into one play. So uh, you know, just tone it down a little bit. I know hockey is a fast-paced sport. I know it's exciting to watch. It's why I got involved into the sport. But at the same time, my advice to her, if I was to like reach out to her in any uh, sort of way, is to just slow down a little bit and also try to uh, pronounce Nathan Bastian's name correctly because uh, I, I forget how she pronounced it. It was like 
Bastian or something like that. It was like way off. But overall, uh, the, the broadcast was not good. And ESPN needs to do a better job of just promoting hockey because this is not how you do it. And I'll talk about it later in an episode. But um, I, 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 the one question I have for you hockey fans is how often do you hear Stephen A. Smith, despite hockey now having the rights to be talked about on ESPN, how often do you hear like Stephen A. Smith uh, just talk on first take about hockey in a serious, non-joking matter? Because, you know, he, he's talked about hockey on his show before, but it was very vague and it was mostly just like a joke of a stunt. So my thing is, is like, I kind of want to see more from Stephen A. Smith in terms of talking about hockey. Like I loved when he compared the Toronto Maple Leafs to the Dallas Cowboys saying like, you know, that's uh, everyone's team. The Toronto Maple Leafs, an original six team, very popular team, uh, you know, uh, loved by a lot of people, but also hated by a lot of people. And they always get knocked out in the first round. They're sort of like the Dallas Cowboys of the NHL. And I agree with them in that regard because, you know, you have high hopes for them. They have a lot of talent on their roster, but yet somehow, some way they can never get over that bump. So I would like to see more of that from Stephen A. Smith and ESPN in general. Like I said, I'll talk about that in a future episode. But overall, the game for the New Jersey Devils is it's just something like you can't really hold your head down about. There's not really uh, anyone to blame in that case. So look, I get, I saw a few tweets saying like, why was Nico Dawes out there for the second game of a back-to-back? Like I told you guys, we don't really have that many options when it comes to goaltending. So we have to rely on someone like Nico Dawes. If he had his, if he has a good game, uh, most likely it could carry over into the next game. We got to keep riding that momentum until that momentum dies out. So you know, um, like I said, it wasn't the best game for the New Jersey Devils, but it was certainly far from worse. They put up a good effort, but it's just one of those games that you just have to take on the chin and just move on because we have a tougher opponent against the New York Rangers, by the way, doing a crossover with John Chick of Locked On Rangers uh, tomorrow. So check that out. But overall, um, you know, the, the game for the New Jersey Devils is just like, you know, you got to take it on the chin and just move on to the next one. And, uh, you know, it wasn't like the worst game I've ever seen, but uh, they just made a, a few mistakes like that five on three disadvantage didn't really help them. I think they were close to killing it off, but overall that's what kind of shot them in the foot as well. And then the Columbus Blue Jackets were just making a series of excellent moves. Just like you got to tip your cap to cap to them and just be like, you know what? <laughs> you, you got us this round. So uh, no, no complaints really from the New Jersey Devils in that overall uh, effort. I think uh, my one complaint was that P.K. Subban and I think also uh, White were out of position, and that's how the Columbus Blue Jackets were able to score a goal as well because they were focused on one player in the corner. And I was just like, no, 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 no. You're, you're leaving yourself exposed. So like I said, uh, it's been a couple days since I've seen the game. Uh, it's been a couple days since you guys seen the game. So no need to ruminate on uh, that loss. Just move on and play the New York Rangers. But uh, ultimately, guys, this is going to be another silly season episode because as you guys know, aside from uh, reporting on a devil's win, one of the favorite things I like to do on the show is do silly season, which is I see some news articles online. I react to could this trade scenario work for the New Jersey Devils? How would this benefit in their favor? Or how do I like it? Do I not like it? Do I think it's possible? Is it plausible that this could happen? So like I love doing silly season episodes just because you could take it in so many different directions. And we're going to do that with Yes, We're Brought because I said a couple episodes ago that Jesper Bratt's name has been stupidly brought up in trade discussions, which I don't think is the smart move because, once again, he was able to rack up a point against the Columbus Blue Jackets. He and Jack Hughes are a dynamic duo. Now, do I think Jesper Bratt is going to be a bona fide uh, scorer or points getter like he is uh, this season for years to come? I have no clue because, like I said, this is a career year for him. 
far and beyond. He has gone above the call of duty. So uh, I don't know uh, if this is going to be a permanent trend for him or if this is a, a clear indicator of what his career is going to look like going forward. Because if we look at someone like Sharon Govich, got off to a pretty slow start this year despite having high expectations. And then you look at someone like Yanni Kokonen too, also had a pretty decent year last year with Jack Hughes. And it's just like, you know, uh, those two players were a big disappointment for the first uh, for the pretty much the first half of the year, but then they started to pick it up uh, a little bit after Christmas break, or at least Sharon Govich did. But you get what I'm saying. Like, you know, the, the one thing is, like, when we're talking about someone having a career year, we just got to say, like, if it's someone like Jack Hughes, it's probably going to be permanent because we expect that kind of thing from Jack Hughes, but we didn't really expect that kind of production from Jesper Brat. I certainly didn't. So uh, it, it was certainly a surprise for me, but we're going to talk about some trade scenarios that I saw online. I'm going to give you guys my overall reaction to it momentarily, but first, it is time for the first live read this morning and it's kind of ironic that i'm doing this because like i said i am in sin city i'm in las vegas so the first live read comes from our friends at betonline.net like i said betting is big here in las vegas so football might be over this season but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from the latest odds totals player performance props to where the next fire coach is going to land betonline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs betonline remains the best spot for all your sports scores podcasts and news this season it's not just basketball betonline.net is your source for hockey boxing and ufc odds right to the olympic coverage and information head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action bet online where the game starts visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well and also please remember to gamble responsibly i can't say that enough especially since i am in sin city myself so the next live read comes from an og sponsor rockauto.com so with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and miles it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need why they're often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter or the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto why choose to spend 30 percent 50 percent or even 100 percent more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership it makes no business sense so rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for a long period of time over 20 years to be exact so rock auto's prices are reliably low for every consumer they have everything you could need brake parts tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet go explore their easy to use website to find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com everybody okay so let's do this silly season discussion because uh courtesy of pucks and pitchforks they put out an article of certain trade scenarios that they would accept uh, if Jesper Brat were to be dealt at the trade deadline by the New Jersey Devils, do I think this is going to happen? 100% absolutely no. I can bet on that. I, I think Jesper Brat has security in terms of uh, his future with the New Jersey Devils, especially with the season he's having. It would be stupid to trade away Jesper Brat for essentially nothing. But the thing is, we wouldn't be getting nothing. So uh, once again, uh, my colleagues at Pucks and Pitchforks put out this article, and let's see what they said in terms of overall trade scenarios that might work out for the New Jersey Devils if Jesper Brat was to be in the mix of it. So they said, trade Jesper Brat to the Vancouver Canucks for Quinn Hughes. Now, here's the thing about Quinn Hughes. He is definitely a great player, and it would be you know, quite funny if we got all three Hughes brothers into our organization because the thing with Jack Hughes, he's a budding uh, all-star right now. We already know what Quinn is capable of doing because uh, Quinn uh, puts up fantastic numbers himself and he's a great defenseman and also you know you got his uh you got their younger brother excuse me Luke Hughes playing for the University of Michigan so the thing is is like would it be great to have Quinn Hughes on our team 
yes but my main thing is like don't bite off more than you can chew if that makes sense like i feel as though this move for quinn hughes or the rumors that you know jack hughes wants him to play for the new jersey devils i'm sure jack hughes is not really serious in that regards i'm sure he would love to have his brother play don't get me wrong but at the same time it's just like i feel as though that move would be more of a hollywood move than a move that the new jersey devils need because you know we already got a, lo- a young uh defenseman uh from the draft and that's luke hughes the younger brother of quinn and jack so it's just like, you know, why do we need Quinn Hughes? Like I said, great player. He could put up great numbers on the defensive side of things for the New Jersey Devils. And he is definitely going to be a star in the future for the Vancouver Canucks. And he's definitely a centerpiece as we speak right now for their organization. I'm sure they love him out there. But at the same time, guys, it's just like, I, I just feel as though that move for Quinn Hughes is just more Hollywood than it is general needs for the New, Jer- New Jersey Devils. Because when looking at this, it's like we already got Dougie Hamilton locked up for a long period of time. We got Jonas Siegenthaler, I think, for this year and then next year, one of our most consistent defensemen. Uh, could we possibly bring P.K. Subban back? We got Severson uh, for this year and next year. And then we got Ryan Graves for this year and next year. So I feel like our defense, we got players. We just need to bring them together. Like as Jersey Joe once said, we have like the ingredients. We just need to find the right chef to bring them together. And I feel as though trading Jesper Brat away would put a damper in our offensive strategy because we rely on him and Jack Hughes to generate at least one point for us and and make sure that we don't get shut out. And the thing with Quinn Hughes, he puts up pretty good numbers himself. He has four goals, 37 assists for a grand total of 41 points. But the thing I'm looking at is goals in this case. And like I said, Quinn Hughes is a defenseman, so it's not really his job to get to generate goals but we already have someone like that who will take a lot of shots on goal and generate uh, an assist off a redirect or you know a, a pass whatever the case might be and that's Dougie Hamilton because remember what I said uh, back in January for any of my avid listeners I said the reason why Dougie Hamilton has a lot of points for the Devils is just because he shoots a lot and w- w- regardless if it goes in or not uh, it's it's going to be like either found by a teammate and redirected on in or it's going to find the back of the netting and he's going to get a goal himself so for Quinn Hughes we kind of already have that we already have Luke Hughes who we're waiting for to finish up his development at the University of Michigan and we already got Dougie Hamilton who's going to be a bona fide Norris Trophy winner sometime in the future definitely not this year next year maybe I don't know I'm, I can't tell in the future I'm not psychic but at the same time it's just like I feel as though trading for Quinn Hughes that's more of a Hollywood move than a necessary move for the New Jersey Devils would would it be a move that I'd be happy with I don't know I'd be kind of iffy if I'm if I'm being completely honest with you I don't think trading Jesper Brock for Quinn Hughes is the best Best case scenario for the New Jersey Devils, especially since Jesper Broad gives our offense a lot of options. What's the one thing I've been talking about the last few weeks for the New Jersey Devils is that they don't really have that many options when it comes to like offensive pairings or defensive pairings. So, the, you know, having someone like Jesper Broad who's going to get give us a lot of goals because when comparing his stats with Quinn Hughes, 49 game appearances, he has 19 goals, 31 assists for a grand total of 50 points. So it's just like, you know, a trading um, assists and solid defensive production for a you know uh bona fide goal getter i just don't think that's a smart gamble for the new jersey devils especially look i get it i'm sure the hughes brothers would dream about playing on the same team i'm sure their parents dream about it i'm sure they talk about it at thanksgiving dinner whatever the case might be but at the same time let's be realistic here like let's not get greedy let's not try to make this hollywood move it will get uh trending into the uh social media atmosphere for a few days but then everyone's gonna forget about it and then we're gonna actually have to perform and I just don't think that's best case scenario for the New 
New Jersey Devils, if I'm being completely honest. So like I said, I love Quinn Hughes. I love what he brings to the table, and he's definitely going to uh, have an impact for any team that he plays on. He already has that impact for the Vancouver Canucks, but I just don't think he's the player that I particularly have my eye on. Like I said, I would love for him to play for the New Jersey Devils, but uh, not for that circumstance of trading for Jesper Brat, if I'm being completely honest. So uh, I, I just think in in that sort of trade scenario, that's just something we got to stay away from. Now, here's another thing that the Devils struggle with. It's goaltending because Mackenzie Blackwood is out for most likely the rest of the year. Uh, Jonathan Bernier is guaranteed uh, out for the rest of the year. Could we get Demko uh, and, and trade away Jesper Brat for him? The thing is, I absolutely, you know what? I'm going to combine both trade scenarios because I'm going to say something a little similar. So uh, the the second trade scenario is uh, getting Demko and trading away Brat. And then the third uh, trade scenario is uh, we actually do this with the Florida Panthers in which uh, we trade Brat and get uh, Spencer Knight and a 2023 first round draft pick. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Uh, I think that Panthers one, uh, I think that's the best one uh, as opposed to Demko because at least we get a first round pick. But uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I would absolutely pull my hair out if the New Jersey Devils traded Jesper Brock for a goalie because there's other ways to get a goalie. I literally did a silly season discussion episode, I, I think either last week or a couple weeks ago, in which I said, like, look, Marc-Andre Fleury's on the trade market, but I don't think you have to, you know, break the bank. I don't think you have to trade Jesper Brock for him. Or, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other solid goalies available for the New Jersey to pick up, but they, they just got to be smart about it. So I would absolutely 100% hate that if the New Jersey Devils traded away Jesper Brock for goaltending because, come on, like, I, I, I rely more on Jesper brought because um the thing is guys look I, I know this is an inconsistent brand of hockey but i would much rather we win like uh seven to four than like um lose like two to one if that makes sense because now we don't have the offense but we have the goaltending so uh, i i would much rather just like uh in that case scenario just rely on our offensive talent and just try to like roll the dice and look no pun intended i get i'm in vegas because i have that kind of stuff on my mind but going back to what i was saying i would much rather we just roll the dice in like free agency or just find another trade scenario where we could get a solid goalie because they're out there we just gotta look we gotta find that diamond in the rough because one example that i bring up constantly on this show ever since like late December or whenever he was waived was, you know, could we have gotten Anton Hudobin because he actually put up solid production for the Dallas Stars a couple years ago in the NHL COVID bubble. So it's just like the Devils could have capitalized on that, but they didn't think worst case scenario for uh, Jonathan Bernier. So I, I don't think trading uh, Jesper Brat for Spencer Knight or uh, Demko is really the best thing for them to do just because, like I said, look, I, I get that Demko and, and, and Knight are good goalies and all, but it's just like I don't think that's going to help the Devils in the long run, if I'm being completely honest with you. I think that is a move that I think most Devils fan base would not be happy about because the thing is, both of them are relatively young, so there's no guarantee that you know their careers are going to like you know end up all good or what, whatever the case might be. Because like I said, we, we were already experienced that with Mackenzie Blackwood, and I haven't lost faith in Mackenzie Blackwood. Now I am open to like making the necessary roster moves in order to um, you know um, in, in order to make our team better. But like trading away Jesper Brat for uh, for Knight because look at Knight's stats. He's nine and six and two with a save percentage of 8.98 uh, and a goals against average of 3.22. 
I think we could get that from Mackenzie Blackwood if he's fully healthy. So why would we need to trade Jesper Brat for um, for Spencer Knight unless we're getting that first round pick? But like I said, uh, I, I stand by what I said. I would much rather have the Spencer Knight scenario because at least we'll have a plan B with that uh, first round draft pick because I think that's a trade that will just blow up in our face. And, and, and the thing is, Knight is 20 years of age. So it's just like he has a lot of growing to do. And I just don't think trading one of our bona fide best players is the right option option for the New Jersey Devils. So if they were to make that trade in any scenario, I don't care if it's with the Canucks or the Panthers, I will pull out my hair out of frustration. I will turn off the games for the rest of the year. I'll just be like, we did not just seriously trade Jesper Brod for a goalie. That is not what we need. No way in hell will that work for the New Jersey Devils. So overall, what do I think the New Jersey Devils are going to do come the trade deadline? Well, I already told you guys, they're going to try to make some moves to make their team better. They're not looking to tank. They're not looking to just blow it all up because we don't have any pieces to give away for us to, you know, quote unquote, blow it all up because a lot of our great players are signed to long-term deals because we're in this for the long run. So for the Devils, they just got to be smart. They got to just see what's available. Like I said, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm open to possibly trading someone like Jesper Brat. I am highly against it, but there's a slight minuscule of curiosity that I have. What could we potentially get for Jesper Brat? Can we capitalize while the iron is hot? Can we get a big trade package? Like I said, it, of all those three trades I listed for you guys, uh, I think the best one for the Devils would be uh, the Quinn Hughes one because at least we get solid production from uh, Jack Hughes's brother and we get all three Hughes brothers onto our teams. But like like I said, guys, you know, Jesper Brat is having a great season. I already told you guys this is a career year for him. Uh, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Already surpassed his career high in all three categories in goals, assists, and also points. But, you know, like I said, when we're looking at what he was able to do last year or the year before that, he was nowhere close to 50 points or, he, you know, he was 20 uh, points off the mark. The Then again, you know, the season was shortened last year and the year before that. So uh, there, there's that what if. But uh, I, I think a good, uh, solid uh, way to measure it is uh, his rookie year in which he appeared in 74 games. He had 13 goals, 22 assists for a grand total of 35 points. But like I said, uh, that's uh, that's his rookie year. So we, we really can't really uh, – we had to take that with a grain of salt. But overall, Jesper Brod, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is uh, having a career year, and could it be possible that this is just a a one-stop shop for him and he just has one good year and then he goes back to what he was doing the last few years where you know his production is there time to time, but it's not there consistently? I really don't know. But at the same time, I want to remain optimistic about Jesper Brod's development. And overall, because like I said, Jack Hughes doesn't have the season he is having if it's not for if it wasn't for Jesper Brod. So I think we got to just keep Jesper Brod here as long as we can. Don't sign him to a mega super extension. Sign him to a two, three-year extension or, you know, if uh, whatever the case might be, whatever scenarios might pop up. If a team is interested in him, uh, just try to do whatever it takes to keep him happy in New Jersey. I think he is. I, don't, I haven't heard any rumors of him wanting to, like, get out of New Jersey. But at the same time, you know, that that's just something that uh, I just want to put out there, which is, uh, I, I think Jesper Brat is here to stay. I, I, I bet all the money in the world that he is going to remain with the New Jersey Devils come the trade deadline. So I, I, I just 
think it's uh, just a silly season scenario that a few people put out there. And I guess my colleagues at Pucks and Pitchforks was just like, you know what? Why not just uh, study it a little deeper and see what could potentially happen? But like I said, I think Jesper Brat is uh, here for the uh, long run. And uh, I'm happy that he's a New Jersey Devil. But let me know what you guys think. Is there a trade scenario in which you'd be willing to give up Jesper Brat? Let me know because right now I haven't found one. And I just think it would be stupid for the New Jersey Devils to do uh, a type of trade like that. So uh, leave a leave a comment down below on the YouTube video or uh, hit me up on my Twitter page at LockedOnDevils or at TreyMat4 and I'll get back to you guys. Remember, I, I am three hours behind you, so it's just like uh, I'm still trying to adjust to the time zones, a little jet lag, but you know I'm, I'm doing everything in my power because right now uh, at the time of recording, it's, uh, it's almost 10 o'clock on the East Coast, so still trying to get used to the time zones, but I'm going to have fun in Vegas. So uh, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. That's all the time I have for you guys today. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.